You're listening to a sermon podcast for a time like this from St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. We have a, uh, a guest preacher this evening. You have just heard her read the epistle. Helen Holbrook has a long history with St. Ben's, in fact, going back to 2004 before we were actually in this building, just a small community gathering at St. Albans Church on South Osborne. In different ways, Helen and I have crossed paths in curious ways over the years. She is now the chaplain at St. John's College. I was the chaplain at St. John's College. I was also the chaplain at Marymount, and she became the chaplain at Marymount. And her, um, her parish where she serves as an honorary assistant is St. Paul's Church in Fort Gary. And I worked at St. Paul's Church in Fort Gary for two years. So we crisscross regularly and uh, over the years. But I'm delighted, Helen, that you, uh, that you offered to step in during this time when Rachel's on leave. And we look forward to hearing you proclaim to us the good news. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. We hear a lot about love in the scripture today. And interestingly enough, one of my first memories as a child, of course, in Sunday school, is that God is love. And our first reading reminds me of a song that uh, I went to Covenant of the Sacred Heart. I was a Roman Catholic then. And we would sing the song, Christians Let Us Love One Another. And we would be given candles. Yes, we were about six, and they gave us fire. And we would parade up the stairwell singing this song. The song on itself is a song, but it was a sense, as I remember as a child, that gave me a craving and desire for God's love and to love one another as I have loved you. So this love in my own journey, and I'm sure in everyone's journey, has taken so many different forms and places. But what is this love? Of course, we are full of society, is full of different images of love. But this is not the same. It's a different thing. This is love, as in Steve Bell's song, which really touched me as well, opening my heart and reminding me it is so much bigger. The mystic struggled with this. Richard Rohr has written about this many a time, about the, uh, the divine dance. What is this? It is carnation here on earth. It is a God who came down here because he loved us so much to experience human and to bring so we can connect to the divine. And although churches sometimes in history have taught us that God is so distant, that is not love. The mystics challenged to see beyond that. St. Teresa of Avila was one of the ones who challenged as well. And interestingly enough, I think it was the loss of her mother at a young age that probably led her to this craving of love, tenderness, 
uh, the motherly attributes of our God that brought her to that beautiful mansion where she worked through all those things in her world, little by little, and finding this union. But this is the personal love that we talk about, that personal experience that encourages and empowers us to actually be part of that fruit that we heard about, to be part of the children of God, uh, to see others as children of God, and to see God is love and to share that love. So if you really reflect upon your own lives, you know there's been these experiences, and they've come in different places, but it's according to your personality. This divine love relationship is according to who you are. For some of us, it's music. It could have been that jazz song where we just were swept away when we felt that intimacy. It could have been that Steve Bell song. It could have been a secular song. It could be the symphony. But we feel it and we sense it. In that movie Soul, there's that experience with the jazz singers talking about where he gets into that space where it, yes, the... Um, the, the space where there's a, uh, a rip between this world and the other, and he feels it, such contentment and love. So we do have our individual experiences love. And of course, today we're remembering mother's love and how that love can uh, inform us because that is where our relationships teach us about God and love. It is our parents. And although sometimes a mother's love is not present, as is with St. Teresa of Avila, there is a greater love that can be there for us. So how do we live out this love? And again, I suspect some of you are not even aware that you already have. I'll give you an example. When Jesus says, I'm treating you, I'm, you're no, I'm no longer the teacher, right? And that you are my friends. Uh, there was this doctor at one of the hospitals I worked at, and of course this family was having a hard decision, was end-of-life decision. You, they had to decide that they couldn't tube-feed their beloved mother anymore. He sat there for an hour and a half, but not in that position of doctor here standing and looking down. Doctor sitting at the side, listening to the whole story, echoing it back, he showed an sense of listening, empathy, and willing to take the time. And then I, I was so amazed by that, um, that he slowed down and was able to do that. And in the end, the family felt comfortable about the decision. And I said, wow, you spent all that time listening and empathy. And he said, how did you do that? I said, well, very simply, it's the only way I would like to be treated. Love thy neighbor. God is love. We experience love. We need to, we have to always work at this. It is a process. But we know what it is to be treated in love, and we know when we love. And in my work with palliative patients, or all patients, how do you get through this? I don't know. Something is moving me in that way. One ministry that I had been involved with was the prayer ministry, and I did some training for that for two years. And when we gathered together, 
and we used to do that too here at uh, St. Ben's where we gathered together and people would pray for each other. The intensity of that love that came from community, love transferred from God. It's, it's not ours to own, but being used as that vessel. Wow, it was, it was such an experience. And we, we can probably experience even more simply, why did I wake up at four in the morning and pray for my friend? Is that not love? Isn't that not God divine giving us a bit of a jab? Because we love our friends. But there is suffering because it is hard sometimes when you care and, and you love people and you do see them suffer and our empathy goes to them and we feel their pain when we journey with them, just as Christ did. And who is this Christ? And who is this Christ of love? Well, that also is something. Remember I told you that sometimes we have distanced ourselves or believed that God and Jesus is far away from us because sometimes that's what it, it feels like? Well, that's not true because who Jesus was can tell us a lot about what love is about. So when I took the uh, spiritual exercises, I had about seven reflections, starting with Christmas, where I had to meditate on the different scenes of Jesus's life. Now you use your imagination. In a sense, there's 30 years though. Can we imagine who Jesus was growing up? He had great parents and he had parents who taught him about faith in God. But as he grows up, who was he? And we can see that in the gospels. The gospels teach us about that love is. Jesus, very patient. He goes over things again and again for his disciples. Uh, the Jesus who is forgiving uh, because he is more than happy to say, hey, Peter, I'm here. And, to, and, and Peter knows, and he trusts that love because he knew him for that time. They knew this person loved him for what he is. So he didn't leave the community because also that community loved because they learned from Jesus what divine love was all about. And that is what they knew as well. So in this journey of deciding who Jesus was, there also is the challenge that Jesus who challenges us to get out of the box. The Jesus who went up to that woman at the well and the disciples saying, what are you doing? You can't talk to her. And that is the love that sees the child of, no, she's a child of God. She's a child of God. I need to talk to her. But also there was the humble Jesus, where a woman came to him and asked for her help. It says, well, that was that whole thing about the dogs, <laughs> that why would I help you? I'm here for the people of Israel. But he's open to hear and to listen. And he was challenged. But because of love, he listened. It was not an assault on his ego that a woman challenged him. And then someone who wasn't even from his faith. And then, of course, we know the Jesus of love who had that rage and that anger when he saw some of the Pharisees who were abusing their power. And that is the social justice looking beyond wanting to make this a better place and speaking out for those who cannot speak out. 
Jesus was not afraid to approach people who were suffering with mental health issues. He did talk to people living in the cave. So he is our example, example for love, and you can get to know him. And just like that doctor, he'll sit with you face to face, equal to equal, listening, being empathetic, as we are challenged sometimes by decisions or by behaviors. He's there and he's patient. No judgment. So may you take this time to reflect on this great divine love, this love that transposes the very physical, is personal, but is an invitation to share with this world. Amen. This has been a sermon podcast from St. Benedict's Table. For information on our church, including further resources during these days of the COVID-19 global pandemic, or to provide support for our online work, visit us online at stbenedictstable.ca. Thanks for listening.